good evening, everybody. I'm David, and this is Take Two Radio Soaps in Review. And I got some good news and I got some bad news. The bad news is um, our Barefoot Blonde 5, Carolyn, um, was unable to make it with us tonight. And our very own Belinda GT uh, has taken ill and sends her love to all of our listeners tonight. That's the bad news. The good news is the guys are invading your airwaves. Woohoo! And I have Hello. with me right now Mr. Casey Stephen Hutchinson. Hello, How you hello, doing? hello, everyone. I'm doing wonderful. What about yourself, David? Um, we'll see after this after this podcast. <laughs> oh goodness. <laughs> um, Casey and I are going to give you the best of what we got tonight of all four soaps: Bold and the Beautiful. Um, Days of Our Lives, General Hospital, and The Young and the Restless. And we also have, hopefully cross our fingers, I did get a text. Michael Thomas from Soap Opera News is supposed to be joining us at the top of this hour to... uh, give you the latest in soap news. So I have not... I know he got my last tweet, so I'm hoping he's trying to make his way in here. While we wait, Casey, why don't you tell us... Why don't you tell us about the project about the last of our last show of the year what you would like for all of us so um i got into contact with our amazing leader and creator uh pam um who all of our viewers have heard about throughout just about every show we've done um anyway we were talking and we decided that December 28th on the last Soaps and Review episode of this year that we would do a uh, Best and Worst of 2017 uh, podcast. It's the first one that Soaps and Review has ever done. And what we're going to do is we're going to look back on the whole entire year of Soaps. We're going to look at who was the best of the best and the worst of the worst and it's going to be great fun um so yeah december 28th just put your christmas sweaters on and um the last yep. time you can use them of the year and make some hot chocolate and join us for that awesome podcast i think it's going to be great fun and i can't wait to see what everybody has for their best and worst so, yeah, there's the little tease of our last show of the year that is very fastly approaching. <laughs> so all co-hosts have your list ready. 
All co-hosts have your list ready. This should be a fun event for us. No, I think it will be. And fingers crossed if we like it so much that will make it an annual thing for uh, hopefully as long as soaps last. (laughs) Unless we have one, then God forbid we get so desperate where we count down the best and worst one show. (laughs) Unless it's General Hospital because they have a cast of, you know, currently 72 people between contract and recurring, then we could do it for that soap, I guess. <laughs> okay, you, and we can do that. And um, I'd also like to make an announcement. Um, if we can fit it in, on our on our December 14th episode podcast, I have gotten the go-ahead, so to speak, if we can fit it in, that will be our Christmas episode, and I'd like pass this around to all the guests, and we want call-ins, um... For your best Christmas storyline of on daytime. Ooh, that's going to be a good one. That was a good idea. Now I'm excited for that. <laughs> so um, all of the ones, and Casey, I know you've seen just about as many as I have. So um, <laughs> this ought to be, this ought to be, uh, Pretty interesting. I already have mine picked out, writing it down right now so I remember. (laughs) So, yeah, I can't wait for that. I think that Christmas show is going to be great fun. And, yeah, like David said, um, all our viewers, um, listeners, excuse me, uh, call in that day. I'm sure um, it's going to be great fun to hear from all of you on our Christmas show um, and hear what you've thought of Christmases and soaps throughout the years. So, yeah, um, any word on Michael, David? I do not see him yet. Um, Do you want to start discussing maybe the bold and the beautiful until he uh, arrives to give us all the soap news? Uh, Yes, why don't we get started on the bold and the beautiful? Um, We have pretty much to discuss there. Yeah, we have a lot to discuss. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, The Bold and the Beautiful, um, a soap I have a lot to say about. Um, I just want to start by saying um, I'm loving the Bill and Steffi reconnection, so to speak, um, just because they were previously involved. Um, I love that those two finally um, went ahead and took a dip in the sheets, and I'm loving the acting from Jacqueline McInniswood. I think she's definitely got an Emmy reel uh, to submit now. Um, Yeah, and I just love that they've got this hot secret and I really hope it turns into a 
full-fledged affair because this is um, a couple in the making for a really long time, and I wanted um, Bold and Beautiful to explore more between Stuffy and Bill, and I'm really glad they're doing that now. Yeah, uh, I am too, but do you think this is going to continue? Or is oh, yeah, the secret going to boom? I think, think they're gonna probably, yeah, I think they're probably going to go for an affair just because, you know, fans everywhere have wanted this couple for a really long time. Um, they wanted Steffi and Bill to really get hot and heavy um, because back in oh gosh, I want to say 2010 was the first time they kissed or whatever. Maybe even 2009, I can't really remember. Um, But they really didn't get to go full on, you know, let's get hot and heavy um, in the original uh, incarnation of the storyline. So I'm hoping that we can now explore this more. I'm hoping they do a full-fledged affair um, I think it would really be hot. They're both hot people. Uh, they're both very uh, seductive people. And, yeah, I hope Brad writes the hell out of a good affair story between um, Steffi and Bill. And this makes what Sally and Liam have pretty innocent. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> when... Bill and um, Steffi slept together, um, and she woke up um, next to him in the um, gatehouse at the Forster estate. Um, I just laughed. I really did. I just laughed because I'm like, you judged Liam so harsh for what he did. And here's the thing. I had a problem with that because – after all this couple has been through, a kiss really hurt her that badly. I, if I was Steffi, I would have been like, really? That's all you did? <laughs> because this couple has endured so much. And at the hands of Steffi, no less. I mean, when we were in the Steffi Liam Hope era of the show, Steffi did so much to hurt him by keeping Liam from trying to explore his feelings for Hope. So I had a problem that all of a sudden a kiss was such a big issue for them. Um, And I thought it made, you know, by Steffi judging him, I thought it made her sound very hypocritical and almost out of character, really, because Steffi, in my eyes, has never been hypocritical. She's more of a character that owns up to the things she does. So... Yeah, when she woke up next to Bill, I just I had a laugh moment where I had to pause the episode that day and just laugh about it for a good minute. <laughs> uh, she is uh, she does stand in judgment quite a lot. Yeah, but the old Steffi would have probably had a problem with this. But she would have owned up to something. Like, Steffi would have been like, well, you kissed her, and I have a problem with that because 
I know how it feels back when I kissed so-and-so. You know, she would have taken that path with it. I felt it was just very out of character uh, for her judging him so harshly. I know. Uh, he's gonna. He's gonna pay. Uh, he's gonna pay the price for her mistakes. Oh, and I'm sure he will. In classic Liam fashion, this is <laughs> this is the reason I don't like the character of Liam. It's because of what you just said. Because I'm sure some way, somehow, the writers will find a way for Liam to pay some sort of price when he's not in the wrong here. And I also had a problem um, with the character um, earlier this week when he apologized to Bill and he was like, I've treated you so wrongly. I'm like, are you kidding me right now? If my father blew up a building with me inside, I would not be forgiving. <laughs> I just, I was like, oh my God. Like, the right. I don't know. Yeah. I couldn't forgive him either. So annoying. Yeah. And I'm like, whoever wrote that scene should be fired because clearly they don't know what makes it to the air. I'm like, was that scene written by some new person they're interning perhaps because obviously this person has not Mm. been watching the show I mean to know what Bill has done to his son these past couple of months I mean I have such a problem with this show right now when it comes to writing it's and it's a problem that's been going on for about seven years now I mean it's a poorly written show. It really is. And what sucks is the story opportunities are there. But the writing sucks. It really does. And some days it's good. Like some days I'm like, oh, yeah, that's yeah. The Bold and the Beautiful from 1995. Um, but then other days I'm like, what the hell did I just watch? <laughs> like, when the show um, began its 30th anniversary year at the beginning of this past year, um, I was real excited for it. Uh, the 30th, I was like, we're going to get back to the old bold and beautiful. And now we're just back to the same old, same old, where you have scenes like Steffi not being true to character form. You have scenes like Liam apologizing to his father who just blew up a building with him inside and not too long ago punched him in the face to the point where he passed out. I mean, so you have a father that has abused his child, physically abused his child, and almost killed him. And Liam apologizes? I'm No, that was just a bad move on the writer's part. Um, yeah, Joe, <laughs> the whole thing gets to me. <laughs> and just, uh, I, I get the point where he just wants 
the family unity, and he's doing good by stepping up and admitting his part of it. But I also see him as backing down, too. Oh, definitely. And also, you know, why is it Liam that continues to apologize? Why are Bill's feet not being held to the fire? Where is Bill's accountability? You know, Bill's like, oh, I want to, you know, fix everything and I want to get back with Brooke and then hold yourself accountable. That's what everybody's waiting for Bill to do to even consider letting him back into their good graces is they're waiting for him to own up to his mistakes. And, you know, it's because of all of this and all that I've said so far about the show, and this leads into my next point, it's all of what I said is why I hated the Thanksgiving episode. (laughs) I despised that Thanksgiving episode this year Um, because, you know, Bill was sitting at the table and everybody was acting like nothing happened. Uh, You know, Sally was a foot away from him and yet they were, you know, exchanging hands to pass the food plates like I don't uh, I know this this show's a mess right now when it comes to writing it is but we got our news person on Michael you made it hello Michael Michael, how are you are you hearing me can you hear us I can hear you. Okay. You're fine. Oh, you're coming. Excellent. Right. I'm here. Okay. Uh, You got Casey and me, Michael. Did you bring your news today? Belinda has taken Uh, it. Oh, okay. She's been fighting it all day. Yeah. Okay. I'm not sure how long I'll be on, but I'm here. Well, we're happy to have you. Okay, hi, Casey. Hi, how are you? I am just fine. And you? I'm doing great and craving to hear some soap news from you. (laughs) (laughs) I saw that you did an interview with... Um, I, I don't think there's much happening right now except for... The big reveal on General Hospital that's going to take place tomorrow. I think that's what everybody's talking about. You got. Um, I saw that your website posted um, the preview photo for the new um, Hope Logan, Anika Noel. Right. Yes, um, and I also she saw actually went along. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I was saying that she actually went blonde for the role. And it was a question that many were asking when the casting was announced at first. You know, I honestly, that was a huge topic everybody was discussing, which I don't know why. Um, Of course, you know, Kim Matula, Catherine Kelly Lang, all that. But honestly, hair color don't matter to me. It's only acting. Um, But I thought it would have been fine if she didn't dye her hair because to me this new hope Anika Noel 
looks mm-hmm. more like Deacon Sharp, Sean Kanan. Um, right. Which I thought was a smarter move to go with somebody that looked more like him than Brooke because when a new actor takes over a role, we should not expect to get the same person. I'm tired of everybody having that, like, stigma almost. Like, we should not get the same person because Anika Noel cannot be Kimberly Matula, just like Marcy Miller cannot be Kate Nancy. (laughs) Right. So just go with it. In the end, all that matters is asking. Right, I didn't think it was a big issue because remember, um, Buffy was blonde before, and then she went brunette just the other day. And when it was announced that Caroline was going to be back on the show, she came back just as a brunette. She didn't change. Yeah, like I don't know why those little details matter to everybody. Like, um, there's this wine dark group, and who's and it's got like thousands of members and hundreds out of those thousands have an issue with Gina Tognoni going to blonde. Like (laughs) I don't get that. Like those little details shouldn't matter. What should matter is that they can act correctly. And (laughs) And actually still seeing the Kara that you love so much. Yeah, honestly, and if you're in a great scene, I don't notice what color your hair is anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Right. And um, as, so, as as I was saying about the reveal tomorrow, who's the real Jason Marvin, I uh, I think it's pretty hot topic on the internet right now. Everybody's talking about who is going to turn out to be the real Jason Morgan or who should because persons are saying that Billy Miller actually deserved to be Jason Morgan because he, he made the role his own. But um, I have been wondering if General Hospital was going to get Steve Burton back and to let go of um, cast members just to have him back. Why would they take him back just to play this um, mm-hmm. Drew person? Why not take and him back to play the I've been asking the, the same thing, yeah. Right. I mean, I don't get why or why people are still doubting this. I mean, why would mm-hmm. they bring this big star for their show back, pay him all this money, and trust me, I know how much he's getting paid. It's quite a hefty sum of cash. Um, exactly. So why would they pay him that hefty sum of cash to bring him back as the supporting twin? I mean, that's exactly. what Drew is. Drew could be killed off and nobody would care. Um, connecting him yeah. to Tamara Braun um, mm-hmm. is not going to make people care for him as much as people care for Jason. And Sam. Yeah. That's like bringing Patsy Ron back, who played the original Monica, and (laughs) (laughs) and making her Leslie Charlson's twin, and people going, hmm, I wonder if the woman who's played Monica for 40-something years is going to end up being 
the twin and not Monica. Like, come on, that's foolish. We all know Steve Burton is going to be Jason. Hmm. But um, there was one thing I read, one of Belinda's articles. And could the switch have happened before? What do you mean? What if what if Jason and Drew were switched before that? Like are you talking about like switched up birth? I don't really get what you're yeah. like well if it didn't take place in those five years, what if it does turn out that that um, the one who's, you know, Billy Miller is going to be Jason and, and Steve Burton's going to be Drew if they're expecting a big twist? Well, he- if there's no speculation left, really, but if hypothetically, very hypothetically speaking, if they did do that, it still wouldn't shock me. It really, I mean, if they're looking for a big shocker, try something else because it still wouldn't shock me if it turned out to be the other way around just because this, like, the reveal, everybody's wondering who will be Jason. <laughs> Steve Burton will be. Um, but the thing is, we don't. I don't believe anybody really has their heart in the ring. Like, I don't think anybody would be shocked if it did turn out to be the other way around. Um, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. I do under I do understand it. Um. So yeah. <laughs> um. Is Michael oh, yeah. still with us? Michael dropped. Oh, he did. Oh darn. Um. He did. I hope and he can I get back in. I come in again. Yeah, um, I tried. I hope he. For some reason, I don't know. My... Um, while he tries connecting again, do you want to finish up our bold and beautiful chat? Yep, he's go. He's going to try calling on his cell phone. He said, because his internet's down. Okay. Let's well, see good luck can... to him. Let's see. I'm surprised he can do that. Let's see. Well, maybe that's his internet. Okay. So I was hoping he had some news because you brought up Anika Noel coming on B&B, and that's news. Uh, yep, and uh, she is coming on, New Hope Logan. I'm very excited for her. Um and I'm hearing um, 
Bold and Beautiful is trying to get in touch uh, with one of its stars from the past to return. Um, And one of my favorite characters, I can't reveal it right now, but I am getting that news in. I I heard it's a very, very, very beloved uh, fan favorite that they're trying to lure back with some big bucks. (laughs) So I'll keep on top of that. Yeah, I'll keep on top of that. Um, If I find out who it is, my source is digging for me. then you can find it out on DI Soaps or if I get the news um, in time for our next show, um, then I'll just reveal it on there. But yeah, I'm hearing that they are trying to lure somebody back to do a big story arc. Um, So yeah, I'll keep everybody up to date on that. That would be good. So, yeah, I'm speaking of Bold and Beautiful and luring people to the show with big bucks. Um, Ingo Rademacher debuted as Thorn. Um, (laughs) I've got a. I like it so far. Okay. He is a good Thorn Forester. Um, I was shocked by how okay he was in the role but he is no Windsor Harmon and I continue to have an issue with that if I don't have an issue with Kimberly Machula being replaced because she's moved on and she's only she only played the role for what like four or five years but Mm -hmm. for somebody who played a role Windsor Harmon played a role for more than half the show. 21 years. I mean, the show's only been on for 30, and he played a role for 21 of those years. I mean, and he also wanted to come back. He was begging to come back. He was begging for a contract. He was begging for a storyline. And we throw that all out the window so Brad Bell can have the name recognition on his show because here's the thing. Brad Bell's like, oh, I've always admired Ingo's acting. No, you've admired his name. You've admired the ratings boost he brought to General Hospital for all the years he was there. So that's my first issue, is he can be Thorne, but he's not Windsor. My second issue is, is why did he get pictures in the credits on his first day? <laughs> I have a huge issue with that because he has pictures, oh, yet Kimberly Brown does not. Michael, Michael I, Casey's talking about um, Ingo on B&B. Okay, yes. But yeah, why did Ingo? Why did he get pictures? I'm not sure. Really. Um, oh, Michael, you're uh, dropping in oh, and out. Choppy. David, are you have? Yeah, he's a little choppy. Sorry, said that again. 
There, there you go. You're oh, better. yes, I can hear him a little better now. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Casey was saying that um, Ingo is no Windsor Harmon. Yeah, actually, I was saying to repeat what you said. It's just that I didn't really understand why they should place him. I don't know. That's a hard sell, and I don't want to. Ingo is um, in his 50s. Um, I'm not Ingo. I mean, Windsor's in his 50s. Probably about a year younger than I am. And maybe, I don't know, could have been. Could it have been a personal reason, um, a physical reason? Well, it wasn't maybe... anything. It wasn't there are a lot of things that might be. Um, Windsor's part. Windsor wanted to come back, and Windsor's, Windsor was tired of being sidelined for all these years. Windsor was tired of being not utilized. And I checked into my sources to see if it was a personal risk between him and Brad Bell. And everybody has said no. Everybody's come back with the same answer that, no, there was no personal risk between the two. So I, I don't get it. I don't get why they could not have used Windsor and I'm kind of upset about it because, like I said, 21 years and they're going to have Storm fall back in love with Brooke. But here's the thing. We're not going to be able to get those great flashbacks. We're not going to be able to see anything from the past concerning Thorn Forrester. Um so, yeah, that's just kind of sad because they want to do this big story with Thorne, but yet we're not going to get anything out of it from a fan perspective. And I'm, just, I'm those, tired of still doing that. I'm tired of still doing that because with Thorsten K now as Ridge, um, he's been Ridge for four years now, maybe three. I can't remember. But the same flashback we get every time Brooke thinks about Ridge now is him standing out that fountain with her in the red dress because they haven't built the Brooke and Ridge romance since Ron Mox left and that's the only thing they can show that looks romantic because what else are you going to show them by the grave of Stephanie when Ridge proposed to her which was so freaking stupid I mean I'm just over them doing stuff like that all across the board, but more aimed at B&B. The whole thing just upsets me. But I will give Ingo a chance. Like I said to David, I think he makes a great thorn. He's just not Winter Harmon. Michael? What do you think, Michael? I agree. 
therapy. And I think one of the reasons was because they wanted to pair him with Brooke and maybe there is some there's something against the physical. I don't know. I thought that. I don't know if anybody else is thinking that. Are you talking about um, the appearance of Winter Harmon now? Yes, compared to Ingo. Well, Based honey, on the I think Winter want... Harmon bothers. <laughs> yes, but they wanted to pair him. They wanted to pair the character with Brooke. And a new romance like that would be something that, you know, sells well with with fans, with viewers. I think it was more, um, you know, and I talked about this before on a previous show, I think like episode number 41 or something, where I think it was more of a business move to tap in more to the Australia market just because Australia loves them some bold and beautiful. Um, right. I think that, but even that's I got me thinking. That. And with Ashley Brewer. Mm-hmm. But even it's Australia, you know, they love the bold and the beautiful, like I said, but Australia has also watched 21 years of Winter Harmon. Australia has also watched Winter... Uh, Winterstorm be with Brooke. Australia has also watched Winterstorm be with Taylor. Um, yes. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. I'll give it a shot. I really will give it a good shot. Um, I'm just, and in the news, I'm just, who knows? Maybe things will improve. Maybe my opinion will change. But at this moment, Ingo Rademacher will always be Jasper Jacks, and Winter Harmon will always be Thorn Forrester. And remember, Windsor was actually the third Thorn. I know, but he's the one who's played him for the majority of the time. Nobody, I think, really remembers Clayton Norcross, nor Jeff Tracta. I mean, Windsor has had the most memories with the fans. Like I said, 21 years. He started on the show in its ninth year. I mean... So yeah, <laughs> and there is there is a spoiler that said that there are going to be two persons are going to have a night of an affair. I don't know who the two persons are. I started to wonder who. Um, I think Brooke and Thorn would be too obvious. Well, Quinn and Ridge had that moment um, on today's episode, I want to say, where um, he was touching her neck and they talked about the kiss. And that's been brought up a lot lately. Um, so I'm guessing... Yeah, but I still... I, I hope not. I was oh, thinking I that the surprise that would be happening like Sheila and Clark. I think that would be a surprise. That would, I, hey, I would go for that. I'm just, <laughs> that would be a surprise. That would be a shock. She and then, of course, oh my. my second guess would, of course, be Steffi and Bill, just because of the story we're in right now. Right. 
And I do actually yeah. like that pairing because there, there is so much chemistry between the two than Liam and Steffi. To me, I don't know about anybody oh, else, but yeah. to me. Oh, definitely. I totally agree. I was telling David um, earlier in the episode of this podcast that I think Jacqueline McKinnis Wood and Don Diamant together are hot as hell. I mean, right. they are just so sexy, and I really hope Brad Bell writes a great affair story for them. Yeah, I do. And I, I'm enjoying why and Katie. Yeah, I've started to like them. I, I have kind of started to like them. Um, just because I think the character of Katie was ready for a romance story. You know, we've gone through alcoholism and PTSD. We have the really great dramatic Bill Brooks affair story. So I think it was a good idea to move Katie into the direction of a new romance. But how stupid was everybody at the Thanksgiving dinner table, Wyatt and Katie shared that obvious moment, and really everybody is that dumb. Nobody caught on that they were together when Wyatt said, even though my mom is pushy, and then looked over at Katie, <laughs> like, seriously? <laughs> I'd have been like, you two banging one another? I mean, they were just so foolish, and especially Bill. That I couldn't get over. Right. And I do think that Sally and Liam is a perfect pairing. They're really good. Oh, I love Sally and Liam. Yeah, they're really good. They have such great chemistry. And the romance, the dynamic between the two, it's really coming on very naturally. It's not forced. Um, it's just coming on very natural chemistry. Um, this is Liam to his core, him being the knight in shining armor for Sally. That's who Liam's always been. Um, so I hope they write more and more of Sally and Liam. Yeah. That seems, like I said earlier, that seems I to be one to... of the more innocent pairings compared to Steffi and Bill which is more sordid than anything else. But now I wonder, like, you know, we've got this maybe affair beginning, and we've got Sally and Liam, so how is Hope going to fit into all of this? Or better yet, she even going to be involved with Liam right off the bat when she comes back? Or I just... I really wonder what direction they're taking her in, considering they have Liam and Steffi very crowded in story right now. It is a little crowded in there for 30 minutes, isn't it? It is. Or 26 and a half. It is very crowded. Very crowded. I do have, I do have to run. Okay. So... I do have to run now. I'm very sorry. But oh, I okay. love to next Yes. You're fine, Michael. So you guys do. You made it. Do have a good night. All right? Yep. I'll get back to you on um, our next show. It's our Christmas episode. So I hope you can make it in. I'll let you know. Okay. All right. Happy holidays, Michael. Bye.
Happy holidays. Bye bye. Happy holidays. All right. So I think we've covered bold and beautiful a lot. Um, do you want to move yep. on to like another? Okay. Okay. So, Days. I just uh, did. You see the? This goes. This is a big one for days. Actually, it's a little bit out of days, and it just came out of Soap Digest. I just saw it on Twitter that their former, I'm trying to think, did you see this? Did this come up with you? A former, Um, he was executive producer in charge, got promoted at NBC, and he was... Oh no, I haven't seen that. Let me see that one. I wanted to. I wish I could save this on Twitter. My Twitter app is down. So let me see if I can look up. Some, tell me what you have so far. What do you got on news on days? Who's coming? Um, I don't have any news on days at the moment. No behind the scenes news. Um, no behind the scenes news. Oh, and I just um, saw the article about the NBC exec um, being okay, promoted. Me. Yeah, let me uh, let me uh, skim I'm through you, this real quick. Glad you found that. Bruce Evans. Oh, I know Bruce. Um, okay, so right from Soap Opera Digest, I'm quoting right now. Uh, so Soap Opera Digest quote: uh, Congratulations to NBC's. Um, Bruce Evans, who has been promoted to EVP, um, Executive Vice President of Current Programming for the Network. Um, Evans served as the executive in charge of Days of Our Lives, among other series, in his previous title, um, Supervising Vice President of Current and Daytime Programming. And for the full story, you can um, go to Deadline.com and quote ends there. So, yeah, congratulations, Bruce Evans. I know exactly who Bruce Bruce. is. You do. I do. (laughs) That was... uh, That was a very nice thing to happen to him. Oh, definitely. put in a lot of hard work. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. And it's always great when you get rewarded for your hard work. Um, Of course, um, I wish him the best, and good luck in your new position. There we are. So anything anything else coming on in days that's new we know? Okay, we've dished it before. We know uh, we know Sean and Belle are on their way back. I know. And Nicole is on her way back for the holidays. Yes, now everyone. Oh, my God. Okay. Everybody needs oh, to calm the big down news. a little. There is news. I'm sorry. We did not get to say this at the last show because we found this out after our last show. And I think it was just last week. 
but Jenna Lilly is coming back as Teresa. Oh, yes. I'm very excited for Jen's return. Um, I love Teresa Donovan. Um, but real quick, what I was going to say about the um, Ariane Zucker thing is, everybody, she is not back full time. Um, this is just something she filmed before she left the show. Um, as everybody knows, days take six months in advance, and she filmed this long before she left. Um, so Nicole isn't back full-time. Um, she has literally left the show, and this was just something extra she filmed before she left. So sorry to everybody, but I know that's been a huge question lately, how long she'll be back, and it's literally just a pop-up she's gone. That's it? That's all we're going to get, Case? I know we all miss her, Nicole. I do. I, I really do miss Ariane Zucker. Um, it's one of those characters that when she is gone, you do feel the loss in the show. Like um, when Jane Elliott left uh, General Hospital, I believe that was actually earlier this year. But... um. Yeah, it was. But when she left, um, I was heartbroken. I can still feel the loss in the show. The show's really not the same since she left. Um, And I kind of have the same feelings with um, Ariane Zucker. I do miss her a lot. Um, I am looking forward to just this guest appearance. Um, So, yeah, I wish she would come back. So she had already taken it. Yeah, she already taped this um, quite a while ago. But she taped um, it before she left? Yeah, she taped it uh, before oh. she taped her last episode. Oh, 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 I'm, oh I was hoping she was back. But that, it is back. How could they do that? What do you mean? How could they do that? How could they just have her back for one day? (laughs) Are you going to spring it through the rooftop? David is upset. He's not liking that. He's only going to be back. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, goodness. Well, maybe one day she will make her triumphant return, but for now, that's just, um, yeah, that's not going to (laughs) happen. Um, and speaking of other days things, other days stories, um, the... Theo story has really oh, taken off. Oh, it's my heart. It's a great look. Days of our lives. Everybody, the writing team, the directors, the producers, wardrobe, hair, makeup, set decorators, cast. I mean, everybody is doing a fabulous job by bringing this socially relevant story of a white cop shooting a black man um, to life um, on our screens. 
it is breaking my heart. Everybody's doing a it wonderful is. job. Um, and I have some news concerning that story. Um, you have news? Camila, oh, the news. breaking news from Casey Stephen Hutchinson. <laughs> Go ahead. Our very own. Um, Camila Benuz, uh was kind of on this live chat thing. Uh, I guess it was like a live interview or whatever. And she was asked, uh, what are you going to submit to the Emmys? Uh, because right now we are in the pre-nomination uh, submitting round. And she said right she is submitting. Uh, yeah, because the Emmys will be held April 29th, April 29th. I think the date is. So right now people are submitting their work for consideration. Um, So Camila said she is submitting uh, the upcoming Christmas episode uh, because she has a very heartbreaking couple of scenes. Um, And those scenes are, um, are you ready for this? Yeah. JJ is going to try to commit suicide. Um. And oh, no. Gabby will be right there by his side to help him. Um, but, yeah, Camila revealed that's what she's going to submit for her Emmy pre-nom. Um, hopefully she gets the nom. I'm very interested. You know, that Christmas episode is right around the corner. I'm sure I'll be crying my eyes out with the other millions of fans that watch this show. Um but yes, I'm interested to see this dive into JJ's depression and um, what leads to him. Of course, you know, we have the general topic of what's going to lead to him trying to commit suicide, and that's that he shot an unarmed black man, um, a black man he is very close to, but I'm interested to see what's the final straw of why he is going to decide to try and commit suicide. So, yeah, that's coming up. Um, Christmas episode, um, according to Camila Benuz. Uh Yeah. Oh, that, that's breaking my heart, and I haven't seen it yet. I know, and when I read it, I was like, oh, that's already tearing my heart out. So, yeah, days is going to take us through a ring of emotion. But speaking of emotion, we are going through quite an emotional roller coaster in another story and that's of course the uh current story of Will Horton's return uh to his family. Yeah. Um what another great story. Honestly, Days is just kicking ass right now. I mean it and okay. I not I watch a lot of T V and I have to say, not only because I'm a fan of the show this is the best thing to watch on TV right now. I mean, it's hard. It, sometimes. It's burning up the screen. It's hard sometimes to stretch out a one-hour show five times a week, 
200 originals, 260 original episodes a year. But Days is having something that happens in every episode. And if you miss one, you miss a lot. Um, And they are having character-driven stories. They are having um, action-packed stories. They're getting back to their heyday in ratings are starting to reflect all of this. Uh, ratings are boosting up. Um, and that is because of great stories like J.J. shooting Theo and Will Horton's return. And it's all just amazing. I really, I do not have a single complaint about this show. It is that good. It is. And as I said before, Today, if you, case you missed today, right? Uh, and yes. What did, did I say? what did I tell you before we went on? I said <laughs> this was Chandler Massey at his best. Oh my God, he he just blew me away today. I literally, I can't wait to watch, and I'm so excited. As soon as we get off of here um, from tonight's episode, Days is the first thing I will turn on. It was, oh, you will like it. And let's say, Sammy, you're in trouble again. Oh, but here's the thing. This is Sammy at her best in a couple of years. Um, Yeah. Sammy, oh my God, Allison Sweeney is just, she's rocking the hell out of it, and Ron is rocking the hell out of riding her. I mean, oh my goodness, I feel the heat from Allison Sweeney every single time she's on. And she this just is burns the it up. Oh, look at the real. Ready, Case? Case, we have a caller. Oh, is it Candace? It might be. Yeah. Hello, you got Take to Radio Soaps and Review. You have David and Casey. Who am is hey, this Candace? This is Candace. Hey, Hi, Candace. honey. Hey. This is How are you? I'm good. How are you guys tonight? I'm doing Oh, we're feeling it. I'm <laughs> the guys are in the airway. Are you guys? Did you guys survive the uh, lovely earthquake of the East Coast, 2017? Oh, I'm actually nope. I'm not on the East Coast. I didn't know there was an earthquake. Oh my goodness! I didn't know either. Yeah, yeah it was a little earthquake from uh, New York that like New York, Delaware to Maryland. So oh, wow. yeah, I was like, oh my gosh, it's a days of our lives episode. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. So Candace, um do you We're, what we, uh, do you watch do you watch all four? I watch all four. Well Oh awesome. Um we were in the middle of talking about days of our lives, but if I may, I wanna jump back to the bold and the beautiful and I wanna get your opinion on ego. What do you think? Well, I say this all the time. You know, we all know he's a recast. And 
you know, it's kind of weird to see him on Bold and Beautiful after so many years as Jasper Jacks and also him on Titans. To see him mm-hmm. playing such a, a important role on Bold and Beautiful. And right now he's playing the beats that Thorne would normally play, you know, the, the whole between him and Ridge, him, you know, him and Brooke, him kind of getting back in the swing of things. Right now I'm I'm waiting. I'm waiting to see a little bit more because so many people already I've seen has jumped to conclusions. They're like, oh, he ain't, he's not going to be Thorne. And that's understandable. You know, like I said, with recast, usually it takes maybe six months to a year for them to settle in into the swing of things. Uh-huh. Um, so far I am seeing a little chemistry, and I think they are doing, of course, the chem test with Catherine Kelly Lane, who plays Brooke, and him. I'm so, I'm, I, I kind of noticed that. Um, I like this kind of, like, that he's a design for Allie. You know, that right there was like, I, there you go. I love that. You connected it. Yeah, I so, love that. So, yeah, I kind of, like, right now they're playing the beats of Thorn. Um, so, yeah, I'm right now I'm okay with it, you know, but I want to see what else he brings to the show. Yeah, and I said earlier, um, if you've been listening, I said he's okay as Thorne. He's just not my Windsor Harmon. <laughs> right, exactly, because I'm still getting over that, too. It's kind of like, you know, Windsor's been Thorne for, like, you know, ever. I mean, he he's not the first actor to have played him, but he's most the long-running, you know, Thorne. He's most connected with the fans, so... That's another thing that I want to see. I want to see what the storyline is that he couldn't, A, do, or he just wasn't available. Because I still, as a soap fan, I kind of, when that whole thing broke out, I was like, wait a second, why why is it being recast? Like, Thorne's been in the basement all this time. Why is he coming up? Like, what's going on? Like, I don't get it. Like, and, you know, I went into my sources. I checked my sources out. Um, a... Winter Harmon wanted to return very badly, and he's been wanting to return for quite some time on contract. And B, right. um, I was like, okay, maybe, you know, this is a personal problem. Like, maybe him and Brad Bell just don't like each other. And so I checked all around, and I called a few people, and everybody said, no, they like each other. So I don't I mean. <laughs> I mean, the thing, the thing is, this is how, like, we knew, personally, I was, you know, I was, like, kind of keeping an eye on this. I remember back in, during the summer at the Bold and Beautiful event, you know, right. he was there. I mean, Windsor was actually there, so that's why everybody was like, yeah. oh, Thorne must be coming back. So then all of a sudden it was like, hold up, recap, why? Wait, wait, huh? Wait, don't understand. So, you know, maybe it is a reason that we fans will not know, and that's fine. I mean, you know, to each his own. But it just, it did strike a lot of us, you know, like, wait a minute, what's going on here? Like, is there a big storyline? Maybe there's a, a reason, you know, within the storyline that he doesn't want to do it. Maybe we don't know, but. Yeah, well, I am you know, interested to see where it goes. Right. And it's it's sad to think of the loss because I know 
they put up a good front in the press, but mm-hmm. we don't know what they're exactly feeling, you know? Right. <laughs> That's what I had to check to my sources for because I was like, I'm going to get a story here. You know, I'm going to get something here um, <laughs> because, you know, you can never take uh, something in Hollywood at what a person says when it comes to something exactly. like this. You really have to dig down, dig into sources, and get a different work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. So, um, Candace, before you yeah. uh, came on, we were talking about uh, Days of Our Lives, and wow. I'm loving the socially relevant storyline of J.J. shooting Theo. Um, what are you thinking of it? First and foremost, I have to bow down to Days of Our Lives because for so many years, Days of Our Lives, I mean, no offense to one like to live, but Days of Our Lives and the whole soap community was the stepchild that was put in the corner and not getting a lot of attention. And, I mean, let's be, let's be real and be honest. Days of Our Lives has survived cancellation numerous times. Um. The, oh, definitely. The way, right. Days of Our Lives has been reborn. This is the reboot that should have been. And should have the been. fact that they're taking, yeah, they're taking a, a very controversial story, very controversial topic right now in our country. And they put it, they made it so real. I always say this, you can take a real life topic and make it a soap real storyline to fit the because I know a lot of people don't like all the real issues on soaps. Well, guess what? Soaps was the platform and is the platform for to tell people about you know social issues that's going on in the world right now. Mm-hmm. Days Lives mm-hmm. has done a phenomenal job with it, and they have made it a soap real because it affects. It, you know, of course, it's going to be a soap opera. They're going to do something soapy with it. But the fact that they took this days of our lives of all soaps, first and foremost, that's probably the surprise right there, is that out of the four soaps, days of our lives, the show that many people kind of keep going back to saying, oh, it's the show that Marlena was possessed and, you know, um, yep. you know Carly, you know, buried alive <laughs> and Sammy Brady and the twins and all that. They told a story. They did what I like to call real sneaky because nobody knew about the storyline. Mm-hmm. Nobody knew what was happening. And all of a sudden, you know, while on the other three soaps, big things are happening. Boom, boom, boom. This story just came out and, and took everybody by surprise. People who don't are not even watching Days of Our Lives is watching Days of Our Lives because of this. There's mm-hmm. actually... It's people who are like on social media and they're talking about. And as a matter of fact, this is this is the true story here. In Baltimore, where I live, our local DJ on the radio station was talking about Days of Our Lives, and the guy was like, "What Days of Our Lives? What what a soap opera?" And the girl <laughs> said, and the DJ said, "No, they're telling a story that's happening right now." She mixed it with the news that was currently happening, and she was like, "This is why people start talking." Conversations. Mm-hmm. This is a soap opera is to bring out the conversations because you're either team A, B, C, or D. And Days of Our Lives has played the points. You got two families. You got 
a guilt-ridden, you know, cop who's hard-headed sometimes, who is kind of like in a balance of, okay, what did I do? Did I do what? You know, what do I do next? Because I may have taken somebody's life away. At the same time, you have the fallout. It's an umbrella storyline. And I applaud Days of Our Lives. I love it. Great acting. James Reynolds, hello. Emmy nomination, please. Can we get his oh, real he better win. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this, this is, I mean, this is what a soap opera is. And Ron, Shelly, Ron, Ryan Quad, hey, um, they've done a great job. I, I can't even say I can't even say anything bad about Days of Our Lives anymore. I used to, but I can't now because yeah. this is the soap that everybody is watching. So, um, so two questions concerning the JJ story. So, um, first question is when Sally Sussman Marina came back to the Young and Restless, um, mm-hmm. she wrote the story of Devon's car accident. Do you remember that when he got in the accident? Oh with yeah. Yeah. Devon was actually supposed to get pulled over and be shot by a white cop. So, Mm -hmm. oh, really? Oh, yeah. He was supposed to be shot by a white, and it was supposed to be the story. Really, people were saying if Young and Restless would have let Sally do it, it would have been the story of her whole career. Um, So, are you sad that that? story didn't get a chance to be told on Young and Restless? Let's put it to you this way. I'm really disappointed with CBS. I'm not disappointed with Sally because it was more so at CBS. And I I constantly say this all the time, is that sometimes, you know, it's weird. I grew up in the 80s. I grew up watching, you know, like mostly the 90s. 90s was very, like, with the soaps, I mean, everything went, you know. Everybody wasn't so afraid of losing um, advertisers, advertisement, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. and these focus groups. Yeah, I'm, right. you know, I'm still mad about that, you know. And the fact is is that that's what probably made CBS back away from doing that, which is a crying shame considering the history of Young and the with social issues. Um, Sally, you know, she created a great soap opera generation that was on NBC that told Love. stories like this. The thing is, is that when I heard about that happening with Devon, I was, I got really irritated because I'm like, really? CBS, really? Like you really turned this story down. But you can show Victoria's Secret models walking down, falling, and but still, you know, about being skinny. And I'm, I mean, really, like you could have. I'm not going to even say this is a ratings thing, but just the fact they they backed away from a, a storyline like this when it's well, you know, going on in the world. Audience, young and restless's audience is mainly a black audience. It's, mm-hmm. Dominantly, it always has. Young and Restless, since it premiered in 73, has always right. been hot with black audiences. And so I was shocked just on that part that it, the story wasn't told. It's a couple It's a couple of times where Young and Restless has been, they've been on point with so many other things. 
But sometimes, and I get it, at, you know, looking at the business point, you're afraid to lose, if you do a story, you're afraid to lose viewers. And right now, let's be yes, honest, no show can afford to lose viewers. Because mm-hmm. if that's yes. the case, then we might as well get ready to say goodbye to some poor soul, point blank. Um, yep. A lot of people have, is, is like hiding. Because if it gets too deep on a show where people are like, ah, then, you know, again, you have people hiding. Let's be honest. CBS, you constantly say you're the number one network. You've been, you know, 30, number one for 31 years, okay? But there are certain things that you guys won't do. No, I'm going to say it like this. Other than days, days are now officially out. Nobody else is pushing the envelope. That's what's You're missing right, right I mean, Young and the Rosses currently, I can, I can say this. I love the show. That was my primary show, you know, of them guy I'm like. Yeah, me too. But Young and the Russell's right now, there's a storyline currently happening that they could kind of twist it and make it a social issue right now. Not a social issue, but a very it's going on Which right now as we speak. The Hillary the Hillary story with Jordan. Oh yeah. Oh, they, yeah. They could turn this I think into that would be great. Yeah, a sexual misconduct. They could illegal um computer porn. Where Jordan would have to go to jail, he would have to, you know, Hillary's been harassed. They could totally do that storyline. And the flip side is, Bone and Beautiful could do it. They could have done it with Bill and Stassi. I mean, I know everybody likes them, but they could have done that, or they could still do it with Bill. Like somebody says, well, uh, Bill Spencer, like, uh, harassed me. Sometimes you gotta you you gotta push it, push that envelope, you know. If you're going to still currently say you're number one and number two, prove to everybody why you're number one and number two. Mm-hmm. Don't just say it because you got the early lead in some, you know, some areas. Prove it. And that's in, in with yeah, General Hospital. Exactly. Prove it. Can you tell them what so you're saying? <laughs> my second question concerning the JJ story is, um, it was revealed by Camila Benuz, um, who plays Gabby, that JJ um, is going to try to commit suicide um, during the Christmas episode. So what's your thought about this story taking that sort of turn? Now, that's another – that's why I said JJ is, JJ is kind of stuck because he feels as though – He's let everybody down. He's not living up to his expectations, quote unquote. Um, I did see, you know, something on online regarding that, and I mean, especially around the holiday times, you're uncertain about a lot of things, and sometimes it gets emotional. You get to that point where it's like, okay, I hurt A, B, C, and D because of my boneheaded mistakes or, you know, wrong judgment that's going to affect everybody that I care for or other people. Nobody cares. I'm taking myself out. Bye. You know, I think this is going to be Casey's powerful story. Please let this be also on his reel if he can submit it. Um, I hope he submitted himself. 
I'm like to the point where I'm like, everybody at Dave's, just go ahead and submit. Like, that was my that was my point exactly. Everyone is just doing. Everyone is just doing, doing phenomenal so work. I better see like, all forty cast members have a prenup. <laughs> I just, I mean, this, this is why I'm hoping. I am praying. NBC, CBS, ABC, one of these networks, not the CW, not Headline News, not E, I need one of the main soap networks to carry the daytime Emmys on TV because I can guarantee that this, this Emmys is going to be great because everybody has, in daytime has shown up to act. Oh, yeah. From Dave, Bo, yeah. to, you know, to Young, to GH. Everybody, this was a really good year. But it is. with JJ, I'm going to, I really, I mean, he, oh, man. Like I said, he has made so many mistakes. <laughs> wrong choices and mistakes. And, I mean, I mean, sadly, a lot of people go to that place where they feel as though, like, hey, look, maybe if I wasn't around, maybe this would happen. Maybe this would happen. So I can't wait to see it play out. I love that they're truly exploring um, the depression on J.J.'s side. I'm glad mm-hmm. they haven't forgotten that part of the storyline that this also involves J.J.'s depression. And it's just so I can't wait to see what they're going to get J.J. into, you know, between the trying to commit suicide that we know is coming up, maybe he'll get hooked on drugs again to soothe him in his own mind. I, oh God, the storyline is just amazing, and I can't say enough good I things mean, about if it. You, if you notice how Dave is, obviously we know Dave's, you know, takes six months in a, ahead of time, and we already know that Jen Lily is coming back. And mm-hmm. you just tied, you kind of tied the story together, is that, you know, if Teresa comes back, what state is J.J. going to be in? Oh, is yeah. he going to be hooked on drugs? You know, and how, you know, maybe Teresa will play a part of that. Not saying that she's going to be on drugs, God forbid, but, you know, that whole dynamic. Mm-hmm. So, but, yeah, this is this is going to be real interesting. I, can't, I actually can't wait to see how this storyline plays out. So we've with you, we've touched on days, wine, are and gold. Um, so mm-hmm. let me ask you a question about GH. Um, What's lately, the... and I'm not going to jump to the normal question here, um, but lately there's been speculation of a possible uh, Franco and Liz baby. Uh, what would you think about them having a child? What would you think about their relationship taking that huge step? So this is the I've been kind of in the crossfire because I personally I like Franco and I like Liz. I don't like the relationship, and there's a reason because because and this is again it goes back. I can't forget and forgive Franco. I remember what Franco is capable of. A terror doesn't erase everything. Okay, I'm just saying. I know what Elizabeth has been through, has gone through, has continued to deal with. Friendship-wise, I like them. They're not Luke Lore, folks. 
I'm just going to put it like that. They're not Luke and Laura. Yes, we, I know that he didn't do anything to her, but he is a rapist. I mean, let's be clear about it. He, he did it. Elizabeth is a rape victim. Not saying that really is, like, one of my main reasons. I just personally, I like seeing their friendship. I'm not saying that I want to see Elizabeth with anybody else. I'm not saying I want to see Pringle. If they do have a baby, though, that's going to be an interesting story, too. Because, yep, it will be a twist. Because I, when I thought of, when I heard that, the first person I thought about is Nina. Oh, yeah. Because oh, Nina wanted oh, a baby. They have that, yeah, and he got her the dog. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. so, so it's kind of like one of those things is like, okay, you know, if they do. And not only that, but in all honesty, I, <laughs> this is my biggest break with General Hospital right now. Okay, I'm going. This is confession. This is like church. I'm going to confess this right now. I feel as though nobody else needs a baby on that show. Yeah. Same old bold and beautiful. Nobody needs a baby. If Frizz has no a baby, that's yeah. If they have a baby, that would be great. That would be you know a good storyline. More so for Franco. Um. That's all I got. <laughs> Well, I, you know, my thing is, is I don't know why they're together. You know, I'm with you. The brain tumor does not explain everything away. And mm-hmm. did Liz forget that Franco kidnapped her child, Aiden? He kidnapped Aiden. Um, yeah. And so I'm like, why are you with the man that kidnapped your child that's never seen currently, ever? Um, you know, we if saw, you turned on We saw him around hospital, last week. We saw Aiden yeah. and Cam yeah, last week. You, it was a uh, miracle. If you turned on GH right now, you would think that Aiden is Bobby Martin who went up the attic <laughs> to grab his keys and never came back on the show. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. It was funny because somebody else said that. One of my friends actually said that, and I bust out laughing. And I was like, it's, it's true. I was waiting for Aiden to be an 18-year-old coming down steps like, Mom. <laughs> and have Cameron still be twelve. Yeah, 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 and Cameron and Josh would still be the same age. Yeah, Cameron and Josh were like what, born a year apart from each other and Don't Josh get me started and look, on that. No. You're not getting no, me started Josh on that because I can't understand No, actually this has been like the the biggest pet peeve of mine for General Hospital. And anybody who you know who knows me knows this is my biggest thing. I don't understand why Cameron is still 12. Like, yeah, he should be. I had the whole storyline in my head, you know, about about Cameron, you know, him being a teenager, him and Jocelyn ruling the world, um, you know, Carly and Elizabeth not approving of their relationship. Basically, the Jocelyn and Oscar storyline should be really Jocelyn and Cameron, just so I can see Carly and Elizabeth yeah. go at it. I, and, and I, I don't understand why they Brenda's son. <laughs> well, I mean, here's <laughs> the thing. I, I feel as though, you know, somebody has said because Rebecca Hurt doesn't look her age. And she doesn't. She still looks the same as 19. Like, seriously, I need to know what she uses, what she does. Mm-hmm. But, flip side, on Young and the Rock with Sean Case, probably the same age as Rebecca, 
has one, two, three, three, two grown kids and one little kid. Why can't Elizabeth have grown kids? Like I don't, I don't understand. Well, look at Crystal Khalil. She's twenty nine years old, and they've aged Lily's kids to like seventeen. And see, um, and to me, my thing is, well, she's 30 today. Well, she's 30 today. Chris is 30 oh, today. Hey, yeah. Crystal turned 30 today. Yeah, she's in the daddy's 30 club. Woo, woo. Um, so that means she has the children at like eight years old. <laughs> right. That's I mean, my thing is, is that sometimes, I mean, I look at Gina Tonyoni, you know, with Summer, you know, Summer and, you know, Daniel, they're old, they're probably 30s or something. I don't know. But, I don't understand, yeah, yeah. like, to me, that's been my biggest thing with General Hospital is, like, okay, Elizabeth, we all know when Cameron was born, pretty much. Yeah. We know when, you know, I don't understand why they're so, like, he wasn't born 12 years ago. Like, I, I, I already know this. Like, he was not born 12 years ago. Like, age him already. Like, go ahead and mm-hmm. do it. Like, that's more, that's what General Hospital needs. They need a real solid team set. And he would be a part of it. Him, Jocelyn, John think who else? Lila Ray, if they bring her back. I don't know. Well, you know, Lila that's Ray. the thing Spencer. with GH. Is, um, with GH, they are kind of like not like the other soaps. To make a new team scene, GH doesn't have to come up with stupid new characters because of their history. I mean, mm-hmm. they have characters like Emma and Lila Ray and... Um, Jake, Charlotte, Cameron, and Spencer. I mean, they're very lucky that they would not have to create new characters from scratch to make a team scene. But yet we get Oscar, who, frankly, I'm just going to be real here. I know that kid is young, but so is Olivia Allen Lynn from The Young and the Restless. And my doll can act circles around this kid who plays Oscar. (laughs) When when they you know had Oscar come on, I'm like, okay, he has to be related to somebody. They, you know, what I mean, right. like you you already kind of had a feeling. So of course there was the you know throwouts of oh that's Brenda's son, you know, and then they was like, what if it's AJ's son? And I'm like, okay, really, okay, all right, oh it makes some sense somewhere in, down the line. And then when they said you know he was connected to Kim, and I'm like, he's a quarterman. I was like, regardless of the situation, he's a quarter main. They're going to mm-hmm. have Carly with dealing with her daughter with a quarter main. So, yeah. and it's kind of like, okay, you just lost me right there. I'm like, like, whew, okay, so a couple of weeks, a couple of years, she's going to be on there anyway. So, <laughs> but I mean, no offense to the actor, because I always say that, no offense to the actor. But really didn't need. I mean, I would have had. I would bring back Dylan for this. Uh, if we're gonna have a new quarter main, bring bring the, somebody that was kind of new anyway to the quarter main clan. Bring Dylan back. Girl, if we wanted to talk about bringing quarter mains back, I'm still waiting for the wards to be brought back. <laughs> Honey, let me tell you something because I'm waiting as well. I'm like, yeah, and okay, where's like Keisha? But they mentioned like, Laura's work. They well, mentioned is, Laura's work with the Ward family. And when shocked. she tried to stop ELQ from dumping toxic waste and 
But don't you so think with this, with this whole Jason Drew, whoever storyline, somebody should call Keisha. Keisha Ward and said, Keisha, um, we need you to come support Charles so you can help with this revelation, this DNA, um, because there's two of them. Okay, bye. And bring Tracy right along with you. There's a couple of quartermains that I need, and since ABC, you have the rights back. I want my Sky quartermain ASAP. Wait, oh, God, I would love a Sky return. There's, you know, the story has actually not been bad so far, but they're missing beats. Somebody should say, oh, call this Ward family member, call this former Quartermain family member, call it. Where's the call yeah. to Tracy? I'm sorry. Tracy don't know Jason alive yet. Uh-uh. Maybe Tracy doesn't care. Maybe Tracy saw it online. I don't know. No, Jane Elliott don't care. <laughs> Jane, you enjoy your retirement, honey, even though we miss you. Enjoy it. You, you work... Hard enough. That, hey, she yeah. worked for okay. 52 years in this genre. She definitely deserves it. Mhm. I just, I mean, even with with the whole Jason storyline, I'm not feeling it as much as as everybody else. And I know that's really bad to say. No, you're oh, entitled to your opinion. And I'm sure I'm you're not, not alone. The best storyline in GH history because that will forever belong to the Stone Kate story. But <laughs> it's tolerable. I mean, it's not the worst story that, that has come across the writer's but, desk. I mean, it could uh, The thing is, is that it on paper, I'm pretty sure it sounded great. I'm pretty sure it read great when people was like, yes, oh, yeah. this is going to be great. Thing does. <laughs> I think the problem is, is that, and I say this with all love for everybody, but I do think execution. I always say, yeah, I'm, this is not. <laughs> they're making this story the make or break deal of General Hospital. Yep, and exactly. The thing, yeah. The thing is, is that look, General Hospital has has had a hard time lately, especially now with Days of Our Lives really riding the coat of maybe jumping ahead of them. Well, it's kind of always yin and yang with, between days and General Hospital for ratings. The thing is, is that General Hospital has either forgot that fans have seen the show for as long as they have, whether it's been 7, 15, 20, some people from day one. So the fans do know the history of this show and the characters. The problem with General Hospital is, is that they're banking on casting as well because they figure yeah. if they get da 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 bad, people are going to watch. Now, no offense to Steve Byrne. I love you, Steve. I followed you since out of this world. But I always say now one person, couple, can make can make the show. It's called nope. a cast for a reason. Everybody brings something to the table, whether it's the same people you see every single day or the other 28,000 people who you get to see once in the blue moon. During the holiday episodes, I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. With this storyline, you know, right they now, right now they are okay. having a rating jump. But my thought process is, okay, we're having a ratings bump. It's going great. You know, you've got 1.99 watching right now, which is the latest you've had in a very long time. 
but mm-hmm. where do you go from here? 2018 is fastly approaching, and I'm sorry, Bingo. they've got to turn out 260 more episodes and one more month. So, I mean, where do they go from here? And, you know, you can play this Jason story for, I would say, another three to six months, but after that, where are you going to go? What's going to be your hook to keep us watching? Here's the thing. I mean, right now, if I was, you know, the writers and Frank Valentine, I would turn off social media. Mm-hmm. Because the thing is, is that I always say General Hospital is the most social medialized soap out there. Everybody it talks is. about General Hospital on soap Twitter, on Facebook. They talk about their couples. They, you know, tag the actors, good or bad opinions. They tag the writers. They tag Frank. They, you know, to the point where I feel as though the writers are just like, whatever, you know, look, this is what we're going to do just to piss somebody else off. The whole Steve Burton, Billy Miller thing, everybody, I, I had said this. When it was announced that Steve was coming back, it split you know, the liaison group, the J-Fan fans, into four twos. You had the Becky and Steve liaison fans, Billy and Becky liaison fans, versus, you know what I'm saying? And that created a whole problem because everybody's like, okay, the story got to do it like this. He better be this person. He better be that person. As, and for me, as a soul fan, I like all, both Billy and Steve, I think they're both great actors. Obviously, they won Emmys for, for you know, their work. Um, with General Hospital, they've been playing certain beats, but then I think they're kind of, I mean, if <laughs> they're they're playing history. They are playing history. You got, you know, Robin and Jason at the bridge talking about the icing on the cake, which I was like, dang, oh, my God, somebody went on YouTube and looked at that clip. Then you have, you know, you know, Jake when you know when Steve's um character found out and Yaka says Steve's character because I don't we don't know. We don't know yet who he is. If he's Drew or Jason. He might be Sonny. We don't know. Um, but when you know when he's you know, talking about Jake and he's like, I saw him die, like da 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 Okay, emotion. You're playing General Hospital has been playing the emotions like nobody's business. But you're right. After New Year's where do we go from there? When the big revelation comes out, what happens? Because like mm-hmm. Frank and I'm said, this is going to be an eight-month, non-eight-month non storyline, story arc. Yep. So basically this is your sweet storyline. This is your beginning of the new year. This is your February sweeps leading up to summer sweeps. You're yep. going to have to have an umbrella story. This needs to be an umbrella storyline. So far, I'm very proud that General Hospital remembers Monica. Yeah, that was the one thing that I, I was like, okay, we know that Kelly, we know Becky, we know Steve, we know Billy, we know Maurice, we know Laura's going to be in it. But what about Monica? She's a quarter mate. She should have known. Like, I want something from that. So I've been very proud that they have, you know, kept her in the storyline. Because let's be honest, nine times out of ten, they won't. They wouldn't remember. Like, oh yeah, Monica. Yeah, we gotta. Yeah, bring her in because she had chemistry with both of them. Like, yeah, okay, history. Alan. Oh my gosh. Like, so 
I mean, they've been playing. I mean, they have been bringing the ratings, but is it because of? No, let me throw this out. Is it because of the story, or is it because Steve Burton's back? Well, it's because Steve Burton. I mean, you know, you flip the chance. My grandmother uh, tuned in to General Hospital for the first time since 1997, and mm-hmm. um, literally, I'm not kidding. <laughs> and she said to me, she's like, oh, my God, is that Jason? <laughs> and I was like, girl, I guess so. <laughs> and she watched. So you're getting people back because of Steve Burton, because, you know, the old yeah. fans go and see his face, and then they hyped it up so much that the new fans are like, I've got to tune into this. I've got to see him come. I mean, my God, they rose by 100,000-something viewers the day he appeared for the first time again, and he just had a mask on and no lines, and he was shown the last 30 seconds. Yeah. So it's totally because of Steve Burton, but now they've got to hook us with the story, if it's going to last nine months, which I think is a bad thing to do. I don't think that's a smart writer's move. Um, So they've really got to hook us. That's what I said. I mean, if you're going to do a nine-month story arc, it needs to have a beginning, it needs to have a middle, and it needs to have an end so we can go to the mm-hmm. next story arc. And that's been the General Hospital's main problem. They have not figured out how to begin, middle, you know, put the second part and end it and go to the next. It's just been like, okay, we're going to continue it on, continue it on, continue it on until people, until we figure out the next storyline. Because that's what they did when the whole the first time Bill, when Billy Miller came, and he, it was revealed that he was Jason. Like it was the biggest stretch, and people can say Tony Gary was messed up the story. No, he didn't, honey, because they were beginning the story, and then they just didn't know how to stretch it. They stretched it as far as they could, and then it was a revelation, and then we went. It, it was too long. Like, to me, mm-hmm. that the whole thing, that was too long. Then you have, you know, Michael's girlfriend, whoever means not say her name because no offense <laughs> what to is she I just, it, that's another situation, is that General Hospital, sometimes you got to cut your losses. Just saying. Mm-hmm. You can usually push her off, of a, off the pier. Just real quick. Nobody will <laughs> know. Like, really just go <laughs> on really fast and push her. But, like, Trips you just don't. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. With with General Hospital, like I said, even with this storyline that's that's happening now, all right, you brought Kim. I'm glad Tams is back. But let's peel it back. What, what is she going to do after this reveal? What, yeah. what is her role going to be? What is her, what is going to be you know the role of everybody still in in the circle, you know obviously you know we're going to still get the the you know the trio, Sunny Carly and whoever you know Jason whoever that may be, yeah. and then you're going to have the outsider Drew, and then you're going to have Sam and there's just it's just too you already can as a general hospital fan if you've been watching for a very long time. You already know what the story is going to be. That's the thing. Unless you shake it up. And, and I said this. I said, okay, what if, what if now, 
they may see Bert and Drew. And they make girls Billy Miller Jason. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no, because I went, there, there. I went there with so many people because I said, here's the thing. Do you want, you know, so many people, and I remember this, back in 2001, the Bob Guza, Charles Pratt, Jill Phelps era. Lord, I survived it. Um, <laughs> everybody said they did not want the whole, general, you know, General Hospital turned into General Mobster. That's when Sonny, yeah, Carly, Jason, Courtney ran the show. And if anybody remembers, the ratings kind of tanked a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a notch. A little bit. And now, fast forward, you're getting, you know, Carly, Sonny, Steve Burton. Okay, the trio's back. The magic is back. But really, is the magic back? Because if Steve is going to be Jason, you know the story. You know that Sonny and Jason are going to rule the world. You know Carly's going to be all up in Jason's business. You know that Jason's going to try to, you know, okay, flip the script. What if Steve Burton was Drew? What if, I mean, the world wouldn't end, folks. The only difference is, and I say this all the time, and people will be like, Candace, the only thing that's changed is the name. Everything so, that's Jason's. I mean, everything the whole as Robin, they were. There. Right, yeah, everything. It, the only thing is the name and the fact that he has to adjust not being called Jason and that the real Jason is now a magazine mogul, a.k.a. like Billy Abbott was when Young and the Russell. Funny. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that is funny. He's playing Billy Abbott. Oh, God. But the thing is, is well, that the only Nina I mean, Reed. that story. Nina Reeves right. is a poorly written fellow. <laughs> There you go. I mean, she still got the red hair, so, you know. Um, yeah. I mean, there's oh. a story there if they go there. I mean, to me personally, I said this, Steve Burton wouldn't have came back to General Hospital unless there was a challenging storyline for him to touch and challenge his acting. And same thing for Billy Miller. A lot of people, you know, I'm going to say this, a lot of people who remember him from All My Children and Young and the Rustlers can testify and say, yes, he can act. Sadly, with General Hospital, the beginning part of Billy Miller was Steve Burton. Like, they were trying to write him as Steve Burton, okay, playing Jason Morgan. And now people are starting to see that Billy Miller can actually act. They don't call him. (laughs) No, like, instead of looking at the wall waiting for the paint to dry, he is performing. He is giving you why he's a great time in your world. Right. He wants, he wants that freaking Emmy. Get that Emmy, baby. <laughs> I mean, Candace, I mean, we have saying, to get ready yeah. to wrap up in a few minutes, honey. I, I'm sorry to cut you off, but we're okay. we're running out of fuel. Oh, it's okay. I like to talk about stuff, so obviously y'all know that. I do. I hope you come back. I hope you come back. Oh, God, please do. You've been a real treat tonight. Yeah, you are a treat. Thank you so much for stopping in. No problem. You guys have a good night. You You too, too. Candace. Okay, that was good, wasn't it, Case? Oh, yeah, and it was so amazing to have I I love me some Candace, and if she's still listening, Candace, please call back on our next show. Please, please, please. Okay, well, we didn't... We got 
What What's your best of Y&R right now? Past two weeks. Um, I'm loving Dina's Alzheimer's. I think it's a beautifully uh, told story. Marla Adams is acting her ass off, and Marla Adams, if she submits herself for an Emmy, she better win. That's all I can say. So I do. Uh, I was cry- I cried on this episode, St- Sir Case a lot. Yeah, I do. I have. I cried in this one. Yeah, Marla so Adams is reminding me a lot of what my great-grandmother went through, um, where she didn't know who she was. She didn't know who we were. Uh, she got us confused. It's really making me cry. Um, such a beautifully written story, such a beautifully acted story. I mean, honestly, it's like Days and Wind are, are the soaps I'm rushing to watch. Um, they're just great shows right now. They are. They are doing well. And that for me, Dina's story alone is really kicking some butt. Um, It is. Yeah, it is. Nick and Chelsea's is going to get a little more spicy if you tune in because, okay, Tune in the next couple days. I will. Um, I think I, at least tomorrow. I always love me some tomorrow or Monday, um, Victor's got a surprise, but I can't go on. I just read it, but I'm not going to give it. Ooh, leave. He had. He's tangent. not done with Nicholas yet. Oh, I know what you're talking about now too. <laughs> we can't say. <laughs> Nope, not um, going to give it away. <laughs> nope, take, what did I say? Take a lock, right? <laughs> there you go. There you go. So, Case, how's it feel just the guys tonight in Candace? It was a good show. It felt great. Loved having Candace on. Always a pleasure to uh hang out on this show and discuss the genre. But I missed our girls. I missed our girls tonight. Um, I hope Belinda feels better. Um, yeah, I missed our girls, Carolyn, of course. And I hope we all get back together soon, each and every one yep. of us, the whole gang. And tune in on our December 14th episode for our Christmas episode. Um, yes, and well, it's not Christmas fully Christmas. I I told Pam that I wanted a Christmas episode because I wanted to spike Carolyn and Belinda's eggnog, but (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure I'm sure Belinda and Carolyn would love some spiked eggnog. (laughs) I'll be probably drinking um, some. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) So if you're listening out there, viewers, um, Think back to your best Christmas story on the soaps that you've ever seen, and we want you to call in on our next show. And, Case, what's your final message to the fans before I... Um, So follow me on Twitter at uh, C-A-S-E-Y-H-U-T-C-H-9-9, and head over to Daytime Indulgence, my soap opera news website, to listen to an exclusive interview with Sean Kanan, 
who you may know as Deacon Sharp or A.J. Quartermain, and my interview with the lovely Leslie Ann Down, who played Jackie Maroney on The Bold and the Beautiful, that will be posted on my website tomorrow. So go over, listen to those interviews, grab a snack, relax, and listen to what our favorite daytime stars have to say. And, of course, watch the soaps, and I love all of our listeners. That's very that's very good, Case. Thank you for joining me tonight. And Oh, thank you for having me as always. Coming coming at the helm coming to be at the helm with me. Oh well Special I love shout out. I had a great I'm glad you did. Special shout out to Michael Thomas who was able to make it in. And guys. Yeah. And we'll see you on December 14th, everybody. So have a great night. Great night. Bye. Good night, everybody. Good night, Case. Thank you again. Good night, David. And good night, everyone. Get connected with Take Two Radio on Facebook or Twitter at Take Two Radio. For email updates on future shows, follow at Blog Talk Radio. For previous episodes, upcoming guests, and more, visit Take2Radio.com.